Hey guys, how's it going? How's the world? I've been saying that a lot lately. How's the world? I get a much more honest response to that question than a simple, how's it going? Or how are you? Everybody lies when you ask them that question. Talked about that yesterday with my nameless uh, person that I speak about in this episode. But anyway, I'm not going to ramble anymore. I've got plenty of rambling coming up for you in this little talk. I start off by talking about the festival yesterday, the oyster roast and uh, at Half Shell Surf Rider event. They raised a lot of awareness and some dollars, if I'm not mistaken. But um started talking about that, and then I started addressing seasonal depression and it finally leaving me for this season and how awesome of a feeling that was and just kind of rambled from there. Um, whatever I thought about, I said it. I'm pretty sure I amended some things from previous episodes, but I'm not going to ramble anymore. Without further ado, episode number nine, Merle's on the Stuff. Enjoy, folks. I think so. And that's really weird. But that's what I'm going to talk about today. Is the fact that I think the world is awesome and that that is weird. The reason that I think the world is awesome has a lot to do with what is on my television screen right now. And that is a baseball game. I love baseball. And baseball just... Baseball just represents summer and the end of the winter and the fact that things are getting better mentally for me. Because I'm a person with seasonal depression, and I've addressed that in uh, episodes past. And uh, the seasonal depression is made much worse when I pretty much... Any family member that has been close to me that has passed away has done so in the winter, during the winter. And this marks the end of all of that. And I was, I saw somebody post something on Instagram the other day that said, that feeling that you get when you walk outside and you feel the heat and sun on your skin and you feel the weight of seasonal depression lift off of your shoulders like it is literally a whole new fucking world, Walt Disney. And, like, it's it's real. And you don't, you can, I, I don't know, like I did the episode on depression and alcohol, and uh, I I got very, very deep into, into the reasons for, for having the, uh, the depression that I have. But I also recorded that during during the depression, so it seems like in that episode when I'm talking that I have it that I have it all the time. You know, when I when I'm speaking of it uh, then, it seems like it's just something I live with every single day. And I guess that's because in the winter time, you think that it's never going to end. You know, you think that you're always going to be that sad, and that's what depression's like. I guess is is un, is like feeling like it's never going to change and you're always going to be that sad. But 
I walked outside yesterday. I played an early gig. I got up early a few days in a row, and I got some sunlight in my life, and, and my sinuses are changing because the weather's changing, and that's what's happening, and I don't even care because I'm stoked. I got fucking baseball on TV. I mean, I got outside yesterday and hung out with some cool people in the sunlight. And I was like, is this what adults do all the time during daylight hours? Like, is this normal? But uh, I, um, I, got, I got out and played this gig yesterday at the Oyster Roast at Half Shell. Um, great turnout. Did really well. Uh, did really well numbers wise. It looked like there was a shitload of people there and I'm very, very stoked about that. They, uh, they did a lot of really cool things, uh, pertaining to keeping the coastline clean and raised a lot of awareness about some things that I didn't realize. Apparently if you live in, um, if you live close to the, coastline basically anything that is drained like your your drains your gutters everything runs directly into the ocean which is pulling you know chemicals that are sprayed on your house um uh paint right? just all sorts of things whatever whatever is is running off your house is also just running directly into the ocean. So I didn't realize that, but raising a lot of awareness about some cool things. I digress. Um, and recycle, by the way, recycle your plastics, recycle your, 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 uh, aluminums. You, you, you owe that, you owe that to the rest of us. You, uh, you owe that. And by the rest of us, I mean the rest of the human race that, well, I mean, you owe that to the rest of our future, basically. So anyway, um, I was standing out, walking around, talking to people I hadn't seen in a while, um, and just being out in, and I'm not a fan of, of extreme temperatures in either direction as I don't think anybody is. Um, but it was the perfect weather. Not too hot, not too cold, just literally perfect, like a day in Pleasantville. And uh, I was, I was just walking around looking at people, and everybody just seemed to be in a good mood. And I was thinking, I was like, why am I not in a good mood? Like, and then I realized, well, maybe I am in a good mood. I mean, I'm, I'm happy I'm here and I'm not feeling weird about anything. It's not like I want to be somewhere else right now. I'm actually content with where I am. And I was like, holy shit, it's gone. And that is literally what it's like. It's, it was realizing that, oh, the depression's over for now. <laughs> and I say for now, like I know it'll return because that's what it does every winter. But I was... I was talking to Marshall yesterday about this. Marshall, bro, Marshall, cameraman extraordinaire. Um, talking to him like uh, about the same Instagram post that I saw that that stated, you know, when you that moment you get that moment you feel the seasonal depression just lift off of your shoulders, 
And I was like, man, I felt that today. Like I, I, I literally just had the realization that I, I wasn't depressed anymore. And I was going back to the point I was making that when in the winter time, when you're in the middle of this depression, you think it's never going to end. You think you're just always going to feel that way and you're always going to be sad. And it gets worse every year. And I don't know why that is, but I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to see the difference in, in being happy and not being happy. And I have, and I know that that sounds crazy to say, but, but I have a really hard time discerning between the two. And I'm, I, I, that's a me problem. I have a real hard time discerning between happiness and unhappiness. Like I don't, I don't really see much of a difference in the two half of the year because when you're depressed, everything is the same. You know, every feeling is the same. Every, every emotion is just as anxious as the other. And without that, Everything is actually what it is. Like happiness is actual happiness and sadness is actual sadness. But you can have both of the both of these feelings and not be controlled by it, if that makes any sense. And uh, I'm not going to make this a depression episode uh, as, uh, as I already have one. But I just wanted to uh, make it obvious that the difference in being depressed and not being depressed is literally detrimental to your outlook on life. I mean, I'm stoked now to to not be under that curtain anymore. And maybe it has something to do with getting up earlier. I mean, I'm I'm waking up a little earlier and getting a little more sunlight in my life, but the weather's good. Baseball's on television. I mean, the season's picking up musically where uh, I'm not spending. I mean, I've got like, I think this is my last week off where I, of working just weekends. And that's always fun to to get back in the grind of of moving every day and doing something. And I've also been doing a lot of the woodworking that I've been talking about wanting to do. I've actually been uh, doing a lot of that lately. I've been, I made a wand. I made my first wand and gave it to Blair for her birthday. And I'm actually going to make another one later on today. I'm thinking about taking a time-lapse video of it. And uh, I was, oh, what I was going to talk about earlier is uh, I digress with the whole depression thing. Sorry about that, but man, it's just it's awesome. It's a good feeling when you when you finally shake the ice. Um, so I was talking to a friend of mine who will remain nameless uh, to preserve their um, their opinion. Um, but the, this is a very well known person, and we were talking and not. We were talking, and I'm not realizing prior to this conversation that we had this thing in common, but we're both people who deal with people in a large number on a 
on a daily basis, basically, as in, you know, um, being in the music industry or, um, you know, just pretty much addressing people regularly. So we were talking and I realized that this person just hates people as much as I do. And I'm, I was blown away by learning this because meeting this person, you would never know. They're the happy go lucky person all the time. Who's always got the time to take the picture or have the conversation or, or be that meaningful person that you think that they are, who is honestly just playing a character just like I do. And it's always, I'm always amazed to meet people who do the, who do these things that I also do because it sort of validates my doing things that way. And it also, uh, it also makes me confident in the fact that maybe I'm not insane that there's just other people who are like me as well. So we were talking and we were looking around and both of us agreed that, you know what? We know a lot of people here at this, at this, uh, oyster roast today. There was a huge festival. There were vendors everywhere. It was like a, it was a festival. And we were like, you know, I would guess that if I had to pick a number, I would say I probably knew, recognized, and could have a conversation with probably 50% of the people there, him maybe more than me. And I was just, he made the point that we know all of these people, but have very, very few friends, very few real friends. And I'm, I, that resonated with me hard. Like I, I, I'll actually say it all the time. I think I was telling Smitty the other night on the way back from a gig in North Myrtle. I was like, man, like I, I enjoy keeping a small circle. I, I like it. I, I don't know why, but I do. And it's not, maybe MySpace did it to me. Who knows? We can only have eight friends. If you get bumped off of that list, man, you don't know. That's another thing. Hey, listen, side note. Children today will never know the hurt of being bumped off of somebody's top eight on MySpace. See, you going straight to Facebook, that's, that's, that should be illegal. You should have to do at least a year with MySpace before you get to Facebook because, let's be real. Anyway. Uh, me and, uh, me and this guy, we're talking and just not, not caring enough. And I know this is terrible to say, and I'm sorry, but not caring enough to build and establish real legitimate friendships with people because, there's just so many, there's so much, and there's so much to keep up with mentally. And, uh, and these are my words right now, not his then I'm just embellishing on, on, uh, my opinions of our, uh, this thing that we shared in common and man, I'm just, I was talking about how much I just, uh, I just, people as a whole, I guess are, are cool. Like there, there's, there's, there's a few really cool people that I meet in these situations who I don't know and who come up to talk to me after a show or whatever. And, 
Like I'll, I'll really enjoy that interaction, but I would say that those times don't really happen a whole lot. Usually when people come up to you and have a conversation with you, I'm, and I'm terrible, but I will just be so over that so fast. Um, and it's nothing against those people. They could be, they could be awesome people. They could be great. They, they could be smart and have really good things to say. And I just, and it's, like I said, no offense to anybody. It just takes me personally a lot of energy to play a gig. And it, it takes me almost as much energy to be in public. And I, when I get done with a gig, I usually allot all of my energy to you. You can ask Smitty or Adam. Usually I'm very quiet, sitting very still, not saying a whole lot on the way to a gig. Usually. And then when we get to the gig, I save all of my energy for on stage and I allot just enough to get me to the end of the gig. And when I'm out of energy, I'm out and I just want to be home and I want to be alone and I want to not have to talk to anybody or, or put that mask on because no doubt that is what you have to do. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, and I feel like this person I was talking to has sort of a similar situation that, you know, when, when you, when, when you deal with these things every day and it, it becomes normal for you. And then, then you try to have a conversation with somebody like I, I, I keep referencing Smitty cause I talk to him pretty regularly on the way to and from gigs. And uh, I would normally say Adam, but shit, he ain't never fucking there. Uh, he's been good lately though. But anyway, um, I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'll try to explain how it takes energy and it takes a lot of energy just to be in public, like just to be out. And he's like, man, I don't get that. Like, I don't understand why it takes energy. Cause he would love to get to a gig an hour early every time and just stand around for an hour and talk to people and, and do all of that. And I'm literally don't have the energy for that. Like I don't, I don't possess that. And it, it blows him away that, that it takes that much energy to, to do something like that. And maybe, maybe that because he's never experienced that might not even believe that that's true. But I think I sort of, uh, I think my buddy I was talking to yesterday feels the same way about that. And I was really, really stoked to have somebody in agreeance with that. That's not even a word. I don't fucking care. Baseball's on TV. Um, it's also technically was Monday morning. It will be morning for me any other day, but we're doing laundry today. We got washing machines. We got dryers going. It's sheets and clothes. It's everything today. We're getting this get, getting this uh, studio cleaned. Hey, it's a house, not a studio. It's both dual purposes. We have records here too. Listen to records. Daryl gave me a stack of records yesterday at this festival. A bunch of Willie Nelson and Glenn Campbell and some Les Paul, Chet Atkins, Marshall Tucker Band. It's good stuff. 
listen to records. I can't remember what, where was I at. Oh yeah, hate people. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I uh, we we started this conversation by by like just hating people. I told him that I, I I just hate people and people like don't have a sense of humor anymore and everything bothers them. Like you can't make a joke about anything. And he told me to watch Jim Jeffries if I if I felt that way. And I was like, oh, cool. So we traded, I traded him Tom Segura for Jim Jeffries. Uh, and I watched it last night. And it was fucking hilarious. The uh, free dumb, free D U M B, free dumb which was great. And he, he actually is very, very intelligent and also manically depressed. Like he, he addressed it at the end, just, just the, the immense depression that he feels, which I think is, uh, normal amongst comics. Like every comic I believe is, uh, is, is pretty depressed from what I can gather. I, I watched a lot of comedians in cars getting coffee, which I've probably referenced a few times. And I think all of them just just talk about being sad all the time. But uh, I'm not going back going back to that because we're happy now. Uh, it was after saying that nobody had any had a sense of humor anymore, and everybody got so serious about everything that I brought up the gun thing, and I said. That we can't ignore the fact that funding is not, we're not funding mental health facilities and we're not funding our school systems as much as we should. And we're definitely upped our defense spending drastically. And he made the point that the mental health thing is something that can't be hid behind. You can't hide behind that. And I didn't understand that until he explained himself and then made a lot of sense. He now has a granddaughter who is in middle school. And now he fears for his granddaughter's life. Like that's not something that, that's not something that should be happening. Like people shouldn't fear for their, their family's lives going to school. And he said that if removing, and, and to, I said, I said that, well, what if they, what if they put a regulation on guns that made them illegal? The only people who are probably going to turn them in are the law abiding citizens, which I addressed in the last episode of this. And he said to that, I will say what comedian Jim Jeffries said in, I don't know what year it was. Australia had a pretty bad school shooting or what had a pretty bad shooting. I'm not sure if it was school related or whatever. And I may have the story all wrong, but, um, there was a shooting in Australia to which they banned guns. And ever since they banned guns, they haven't had another massive shooting or mass shooting. So if by taking all the guns away, quote unquote, taking all the guns away, 
will make will give his granddaughter a one percent more chance of staying alive than take the guns away. And that logic makes sense to me because I I agree with if anything can improve the statistics, then let it be done. Because we're at a situation now where we're being told things. Oh, the Braves are one up on the Nats. Go Braves. We're being told things by media networks. And sorry, Marshall. I know you hate when when uh, when folks say this. But we're being told things by all of these different networks. And we're sort of nudged in a way to believe a certain way. And, uh, we're, we're, we're expected to like, we're expected, I guess, to buy our opinions and our feelings off a rack. And what that means is before there was, before, uh, there were department stores and things, you had to go to a tailor to suit your clothes to yourself. You would have to go and, have somebody measure you up and it would make you a suit to fit you personally. But then they came out with these rack clothes that were just like, okay, well this will do, you know, I'm, I'm fine with this. I don't have to, this doesn't have to fit my personal specifications. I'll just take this. It's close enough. And a lot of, but a lot of those things come along, come with things that you wouldn't necessarily agree with, but because you've chosen it, it's then part of you, and uh, you, your your opinion has now been formed, and that's one hundred percent going on. Facebook does the same thing. They're uh, they're, not, and I saw something the other day that said that stated that Facebook can determine when someone is suicidal, and put things in uh, on their feed that will sort of nudge them away from that, and. I I don't see anything in the world wrong with that. But that the fact that they can do that also means that that can be used the other way as well. So, I mean, and not like they would use it for this, but who fucking knows? If someone is super happy, oh, you want to get all conspiratorial here, Noah Byrne? If someone wants to be conned into committing suicide like a Chester Bennington or a, a Chris Cornell, I mean, the powers that be uh, ha- possess the ability to make that happen, I'm sure, to just nudge. If they can nudge people away from suicide, they can totally nudge people towards it. That's as far as a conspiracy is going to get in the... Uh, sunset grill paragraph of Merle's on the stuff. There you go, Noah. But the fact that they can do that, it can also go the other way. Like people can be nudged to believe a certain way politically, people, uh, religiously. Um, I mean, they can make you like a certain type of fucking soft drink and, and, and for no, no good reason other than, I don't know to to prove that they can do it. Obviously, they're being paid by these corporations to 
make their products more appealing. And by corporations, I can also mean uh, political parties and uh, religious groups. These things are getting out of hand. People are just... I, I understand the whole floating along like a feather. I'm going whichever way the wind blows, whatever have you. I'm sure that that's all fine one dandy. But what if the wind's taking you somewhere that you don't need to be? Do you trust the wind that much? What if, what if the world is falling apart? Because everybody, because this artificial intelligence is catering to people's individual needs so well that everybody in the world thinks that the world is for them because literally social media is spoiling them by showing them only the things that they enjoy seeing. And this is an, this is, 100% 100% artificial intelligence's uh, MO is to make your social experience online more pleasant. And wonder if that's creating uh miscon uh, like a is misconceived the word I'm looking for ill conceived I don't know the word I'm trying to say like a a bad habit is forming a bad habit amongst people to expect that the whole world is for them because online on Facebook it is. It's just just training you up to believe that everything's there for you. And once they realize that the rest of the world isn't also there for them, then maybe they can't take that. Maybe Maybe that's what makes people snap. And be weird, but uh, that's another reason why I just I, I I I say I hate people, and that's harsh. I don't hate people. I don't think I hate anybody, but I'm so disappointed in the fact that people are so quick to to just form their opinions based on things that they read. Other people say, and wish that there's nothing wrong with that. I don't. I don't think. Maybe I, I don't fucking know. But rather than coming up with their own opinions and making their own changes, rather than looking at somebody else doing something and addressing that, why not just make these changes to yourself and stop? fucking worrying about other people so much. I never understood people just just doing shit because everybody else was doing it. I never never made sense to me. Always tried to do things differently than everybody else. But either way, I guess that just goes along with my my weird fucking sensibilities and how I like to be set apart so much. Wow, I bounced all over the board on this one. Got a washing machine, spin cycle. Hey, um, I'm keeping this one short, uh, just to just to have some content to get out there. I, it was a good uh, in in 
in closing, it was a good day yesterday. I felt the physical relief of depression leaving my body yesterday. And that was a really, really good feeling. I am stoked for the summer. I um, expect to get a lot more done this year. And I'm going to consider this basically a, a, a fucking journal entry, I guess. Which I guess is what these are, is, my, is a verbal journal uh, documenting my time. I made my first wand. I carved uh, my second pipe, both by hand. Um, I'm going to be doing some more of that right now, as soon as I finish this. And uh, pictures will will come of those, I'm sure, on the interwebs. But also in closing, my uh, the the gun episode. I thought of I've 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 done some more research and I've talked to some more people about this, and I don't know. I still agree. I still agree with if there were armed. Uh, if there were armed people at each school, it would probably stop. It may may ward off somebody from doing such a thing. But then I realized that people are just fucking crazy, and they're going to do what they want to do anyway, and there's nothing that's going to change that. Um, uh, I, I will amend my original statement by saying that it's not too late to do something it is 100% too late to take all of the guns away, but it's not too late to change. It's not too late to change some uh, something drastically enough to make, if even 1% less, it would be worth it. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm going to have Wes is going to be coming and doing an episode with me very soon. We're probably going to do that this week at some point. Got trivia tonight at Bubba's. Got trivia tomorrow night at Creek Rats. So this is Monday night, Bubba's. Tuesday night, Creek Rats. And Thursday night at Mellon Mushroom. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. We're doing that tonight. So come to Bubba's. That's the end of my story. And I found $20. That's it.